1: Ladies and gentlemen to another exciting
2: <laughs> episode of Davis of, and Davis. Whatever the hell we call this. Podcast from hell. Uh yeah.
1: Uh and and for for those of you, we were going to start at uh at seven thirty because I had to work late tonight. And it is now uh, seven fifty-five, but for the first time, <laughs> it was
2: not my fault. <laughs> Burke was a dumbass. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, so I I, uh, I guess I guess I need to I need to start our discussion here with uh, I went to the eye doctor. Last week, okay, on, on Wednesday after the show, uh, i bring that up. And uh, I, I, I sat in his office, and he turned, he looked at me, and he said,
3: "Never, and think I will be happy, and my curse will be lifted."
2: Go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed. Or check into a psycho or whichever comes first, huh?
3: Actually, that's not
1: what he said. Um, he did he never say... Gets old, though. I want to
3: be just like you. I figure all I need a and some tights. Tights? You wear tights? No, I don't wear tights. I wear the required uniform. Tights. Shut up. <laughs> so
1: he uh I, I i told him that i i use my computer a lot um so i now have a prescription
2: for computer glasses yeah which yeah, should, that's what that's what these are which like I, I i literally measured exactly the distance from my eyeball to my screen and took that with me and said, "I it's exactly fifteen and a half inches." She's like, "Wow, you did your homework!" I'm like, "Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I yeah." He asked me, he said, "How far is your screen?" I said, "About three feet," um, because my screens are a lot further. Further away. away, yeah. Um, and he did all the calculations and wrote a prescription, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, my eyes have gotten worse, and they
2: will continue to as you yeah. get older. Um, I am now at a 2.5 on the Richter scale. Yeah, I was going to say I, I don't. Yeah, that could be good or bad. I, I have no clue. Uh, I just go and say I want glasses, and they do it. Yeah.
1: That's the magnification level, 2.5. <laughs> that means that it is magnifying two and a half times the size of everything and honestly right now i can't read burke's name on the screen <laughs> so so that that was that was some of the excitement that i had this week uh, i'm buying a car
2: oh what did you finally uh because we've had some discussions about this over the past week yes. or two or ten i found so, a, did, did you go with the ford no oh
1: I found a 2011 BMW 328i convertible with 56,000 miles on it and never been in an accident.
2: I'm just gonna say, I told you so, right now. Hmm.
1: Oh shit! I just. Oh no! That's on my iPad. Ah. Oopsie thank god it is thank god it's gorilla glass okay um uh here's the thing when we had our conversation you said yourself that the mazda was a good choice The miata yeah it's yeah you Grammage, said that whatever you said that the bmw was actually a good choice but a little more expensive to repair i went and did a whole bunch of research and uh the the owner took it to the bmw dealership every year every every year he had them change the oil they he had them do everything there are over 18 entries and they're all going to the same dealership, which is the
2: dealership here. But let me ask you a follow up question to that. Sure. Did did you call said dealership and ask them how much they charge for an oil change?
1: No, I don't have to worry about that because quick car down the road here actually does BMWs. Okay. So and they only charge thirty five dollars. So I'm not worried about it. Okay, fair it's, enough. It's a used car. I'm paying under
2: 10 grand for it. Nice. A private owner? No, it's being sold through a dealership. Oh, okay. Now, the one you were telling me about? Yep. You seem to like them quite a bit. Uh because
1: of the fact that I know how thorough they are. My actually, my next-door neighbor here had a BMW 5 series. And I used to take him over there to go get his oil changed and all that. His oil changes were only like 75 bucks over there, which is okay. not a lot of money. Um, where he got hit was the plastic piece on his sunroof was
2: $4,000. <laughs> the one plastic gear that, that they put into the uh, assembly to make your... Top go up, yeah. It's it's a five hundred dollar piece of plastic that,
1: that that is guaranteed to break. Like even even the service even the service manager was like, no, it it's built to break. It's it's gonna break every fifty 000 to seventy thousand miles.
3: <laughs> it's
1: like, damn, that's that's really ish but I like it. <laughs>
2: I feel like I did stuff this week. I, I feel like I did stuff this week, and I can't remember a damn thing. I was going to write something down and totally forgot about it. And uh, I, I, I guess apparently, other than my uh, my daughter performing surgery on my back, I've done nothing all week.
1: Per, wait, uh,
2: <laughs> uh, which daughter was this? <laughs> the eldest one, the one that's you know going into nursing school. Now, I've, I had this big honking skin tag. Uh, underneath my <laughs> left shoulder blade. Oh, yeah. Like, like, if you slept wrong and it got twisted, it got all pissed off and angry. And I'm like, you know, screw it. Cut this damn thing off. And so she got some, it was cleaned it all up and, you know, and she tried, of snipping it, tried snipping it off with one pair of, uh, of clippers that didn't go through and that hurt. Then she got another pair of scissors and it went right through. And I was like, oh, that ain't bad at all. Okay. So I got a little band aid on it now and it, it's. It's much better. Yeah, I did
1: not need to hear that. (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Okay, because I've I've got, like, four
2: under my arms. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Well, they do, uh, when you cut them, they do bleed quite a bit. I would suggest doing the, the freezing them off if they're under your arms.
1: Uh I I was actually gonna do the rubber band thing.
2: It's not bad. It just takes forever uh and then like the rubber band starts slipping down to about the midway point, so you're still gonna have a bump. Um I, I'm gonna try the freezing thing and see how that goes because I've got a few more under my arms also and <laughs> He's sweating. Oh my gosh! I'm
1: about to. Uh, well, if he <laughs> Burke noticed, I had my phone in my hand, which means
2: Scott's turning the air conditioner down. <laughs> <laughs> Took his glasses off, wiped his head. I was like, "Oh, we gotta mess with that." <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So I, I guess I, I guess I'm gonna go through the rest of before we get to our alcohol. I'm gonna go through the rest of my weekend. Okay, which consisted of a pretty box coming to my house. <laughs> yeah. Strap yourselves in,
2: kids. This is a good one. I know <laughs> the ending too.
1: So uh, it it showed up. I think it was Saturday, but I had to work Saturday Sunday. I had uh, mon- I had Monday off, so I was sucks. like, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna wait until. Until Monday. So I open the ingenious little box and and I pull out some eight gigabyte RAM and put in sixty-four gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> and I press the power button and it lights up all nice and shiny. I was like,
2: ooh. <laughs> ooh. So, so Sunday you sent me the picture of the box. I, I do believe it said it's alive.
1: (laughs) 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 The same thing you sent me with when yours lit up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not perfect, but it's alive. So, so I fired it up. I did not put my NVMe in yet. So, and I haven't transferred everything over. I did hook up zoom. I got onto to Zoom. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Uh, I haven't transferred all my music and stuff over, so I'm not using it tonight. But I did
2: play Planet Coaster. <laughs> he, and Scott called me on the phone whilst he was firing this up. And it was the most hilarious <laughs> I,
1: I, I was like Burke. I I've got to go. I've got to go ride some roller coasters.
2: <laughs> it's He's like, like, okay. Normally it takes me eight minutes to load my biggest park, and like, oh shit, it's already on. What the hell? <laughs> oh look how pretty the just oh, the torches are. Oh, oh man, there's fireworks and they're so pretty. <laughs> I okay. My old
1: computer was so slow that the fireworks show that I did, which is, I think it, it, it times out to be 11 minutes long, uh, on my old computer, it would start shooting off at 8 o'clock in the evening at the park, and it would finish when the park was closing. Now that the computer is actually running at a regular pace... It starts at 8 o'clock in the evening and finishes at about noon the next day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You have to adjust that a little
1: bit. (laughs) Going to have to fix my fireworks display
2: now. And then he jumps on a coaster and takes it for a ride. He's like,
1: oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> because, ah. because when when you rode a roller coaster on my old computer it was choppy the whole way yeah, you're getting and like you know, mean,
2: five frames a second maybe yeah, if you're lucky it was absolutely it, it was painful
1: after you after you put about 10 rides into your park it was painful to try and 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 play the game so uh I rode a bunch of roller coasters. I was like, "This is great." One thing I did notice is that my mouse was choppy, and I, I had my wired mouse, which is made by a company called Perix, Perix, Perixx, Perixx, P E R I X X, whatever. Uh, it's a wired mouse uh, with the 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 thumbball okay yeah i I love it it's a it's a great mouse but not so compatible with the new computer oh really yeah i don't know Hmm. i'm gonna go to their website and see if they have drivers for it there may be uh, because my logitech when when i turned on my bluetooth uh mouse Uh uh-huh no problems whatsoever. Flawless. Okay. No jumpiness. No nothing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, here we go. This is this is the way that, this is the way of the world." And what was awesome? What was incredibly awesome about this new computer when I was setting it up? The GeForce. Okay, I had the same problem that you had. I could not update the drivers for my GeForce video card. Okay. Um, What I ended up having to do was go to the website, download the drivers uh, instead of using their interface. Their interface will not let me update drivers.
2: That's got to be a Windows issue then, man. Uh,
1: So I was actually able to download the drivers, put them in, everything. And on the startup, after the drivers updated, I, I got a prompt screen which asked me what are you going to do with this computer and it asked you about 15 questions and I said yes I'll do gaming yes I will do video and then it automatically set up the the video card on its own so that it's optimized for video uh I mean as as far as um, uh, video editing goes. And it's optimized for games. It's cool as shit. Are you frozen? I, oh, I
3: think we lost Burke. You're back. Yeah, I don't know where I went, but I'm back.
1: <laughs> that was wild. Every I, well, so everyone knows I am. You're locked up again.
2: Are you there now? I am. Are you having bandwidth problems? Because your video is very. Pixelated. Oh, it says my internet connection is
1: unstable.
2: Oh. So now. (laughs) It's not my fault.
1: (laughs) You're clearing up. I have 26 minutes left. Holy crap. I only. Ugly. I only have a hundred megabytes down. Yeesh. I have. I have eleven megabytes up, which is normal. Yeah. But the down is, I I bet you something. It's been fluctuating the past couple of days. Something's going on down there at S- Spectrum. Spectrum. Welcome yeah, I'm- to Spectrum. Am I
2: recording right now? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm at uh, 325 down and 10.7 up. So I, I really hate you. I do. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. So okay. um I, I am not recording on the new computer yet because I didn't transfer over all the sound bites yeah. and all that stuff. So so, so we that I... may have some issues tonight. It won't be here next week. <laughs> It'll all be perfect. So. um yeah. What else was I going to... I had something else on my mind before before all hell broke loose. Um,
2: did you want to talk about the news of the week?
1: Well, what did you do? What news?
2: Well, like Roe versus Wade and 50 people in the back of a semi-truck dead. and
1: You know, uh, the... The no. thing is, that's... is that the, this this show will come out four weeks after all that has happened. True. So, I, I mean...
2: We can't be topical, per se.
1: It, yeah, I mean, it, by that point in time, maybe they will have passed a law. I mean, God's honest, that's what they should have done in the first place. They shouldn't have relied on Roe versus Wade. The federal government needs to pass a law saying, boom, people have the right to choose. Once they what do they that, the ones, yeah. Okay. Well, once once they do that, there's I, there's nothing else to be done. the The Supreme Court threw it back at at the states, but the federal government has the right to pass a law. But they won't. I don't know why. They haven't done it for forty years. They were living off of Roe v.ersus Wade, and at some point in time, somebody was going to overturn it. So, uh, you know, now they need to get off their duffs and pass a law so that nobody can can be infringed upon. Yeah, that's all there is to it. And the other stuff, the the truck full of Mexicans that died down here, while that's while that's a, a horrible thing, um, it comes down to the fact that that we're not checking for that stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah. You got to tighten up security on the borders. That's that's all there is to it. It was a truck full of people. We have X-ray machines. If you drive your truck into California, why are they not at the border? I, I, it's just I, I'm done talking about government. It, it just seems like our government is full of a bunch of idiots, and I'm just this is true done talking about it. Because they're never going to fix it. The, and the thing is, they keep getting reelected. Democrat or Republican, they keep getting reelected. So. Uh,
2: it's a great Netflix show. Uh, the guy that does Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. Did uh, a Netflix special all about the government called The G Word. And uh, it was a really great show. It was a really great show.
1: It's a. Uh, uh, yeah i I just i don't even i i go to work all the people there want to talk politics i drive around in my cart and don't talk to anyone (laughs) have a good day
2: okay Uh, i I can't think of i can't think of anything else that i did all week other than deal with internet idiots and and the fact that kelly blue book is Kelly Blue Book is saying that a four-year-old Civic should be traded in for more money than you could buy a brand new one for. Uh, you have to go. To, you have to ask these people, okay, do you know anyone that would buy a four-year-old Civic over buying a brand new one because of the same price? Anyone? Anyone? Yes, but Kelly Blue Book said... All right, fucking sell it to them then. I, I, I don't know what to tell you
1: about i mean kelly blue book i i don't i don't trust them i i and saw their
2: their algorithms are driven by the fact that all of the rental car companies are scooping up every used car in the market paying well over retail for them so that drives the algorithm you go well this is what they're selling for No, unless you can sell your car directly to a rental car company you're not getting that fucking on trade it ain't happening that's my that's my rant i'm sorry i'll be nicer now you know what'll help me
1: (laughs) oh oh oh
2: i take it that is the uh uh alcohol of choice for today for you yes it is and it's funny because it's kind of coming full circle this i think was one of the very first bourbons i ever drank on our podcast I like went back through our website. It was like, oh, it was way at the bottom.
1: It was way at the bottom. Way at the bottom. Uh, yes. Um, I, one of my favorites, one of my favorite bourbons, if you would like to explain to the audience what you are drinking.
2: This, my friends, is Blade and Bow. It was the original one I had was gifted to me, and I almost feel like it was a bad thing because it started off with such good stuff and everything was kind of second fiddle to it, but we're back and I get to kind of drink it and review it again. I have already had a small glass while we were talking, Mm. (laughs) very smooth, lots of vanillas, uh, oak, almost like... Like a hint of oh, cinnamon, kind of smell and taste to it, but for being what uh ninety-one proof, very, very smooth, very tasty. And we're gonna pour some more. I wonder if you can hear that. Oh, oh
1: yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry, audience, yes, sorry. Yes. Mm, sounds good.
2: Mmm. Yeah, that that's a little bit of wonderful right there. <laughs>
1: okay. Um Okay. Today myself. Uh I, I am of course always drinking my beer, but my dear man uh,
2: mm, pretty glass. That.
1: Thank you, thank you.
2: They got the beautiful round ice cube in there. Very pretty. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a rum. It is a sipping rum. Oh, you took my advice and well, you've had it before, but it is a
1: sipping rum from the West Indies, made and distilled by the Bamboo Rum Company. It is called Bamboo. (laughs) It's a it's a here. Let me uh, let me come over here, if I can get my mouse to work. Yes, share screen. Boom. And uh, there's the lovely little bottle that it comes Ooh, in. Cool, uh, pretty. All right, uh, that's forty-four dollars here. Um, it is seventy proof. That's not bad.
2: No, not at all. Uh,
1: authentic Caribbean. Uh, this is the uh, the flagship of the bamboo com- uh, rum company. Let's see here. Mm. <laughs> Dude. That is like drinking a shot of vanilla extract, oh wow um that is extremely good uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah, um, how do I explain this? There is a lot of uh a lot of vanilla in it, not a lot. Of, not a lot of spices. I thought it was going to be spiced. Yeah.
2: And, that, um, the, and when I had mine a couple weeks ago, I was the same way. I thought it was going to be like, like a dark rum, but it was not. It was just.
1: I mean, that's something that you could sit there and and sip all night long. It's it's got a lot of vanilla flavor to it, which is is kind of it's not a caramel flavor it's vanilla um wow i i'm going to give that a two thumbs up
2: <laughs>
1: that that shit will put hair on your chest and i'm going I, I, i'll tell you right now that will creep up on you uh, but most sipping rums will creep up on you (laughs) that's why they make it (laughs) Mm. yes I could totally you know what I could see drinking that with like uh, a root beer mixing it with root beer interesting yes I think that that would go very well with the root beer I think it would because it's not like totally sweet because of the alcohol content in it. Right, right. Um, but it's got sweet tones. I think that vanilla mixed with root beer would just totally knock your socks. I think you'd be like, ooh, this is like cream soda. That's what it say- was. That's what it tasted. It tastes like cream soda. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dude, I I only bought a little 350-milliliter bottle of this. this was, I got this from our... Our buddy's You're a good friend, yes. And uh, th- this is... Ooh, I- I'm going to have to bring you some. <laughs> when I drive up there in my BMW.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> All right. Is there anything else we need to discuss before we uh, take our first break?
2: I, I, as far as I know, I think we're good, man. Okay.
1: I know that there was something else that I had to bring up, and I just didn't,
2: and I—I I don't know. Well, if you think of it over the break, we can, you know.
1: I, I almost did buy that Ford Mustang. I almost did it, and it had—it had very low miles, mm-hmm. and, and it had the V6 engine in it, which is going to be a heck of a lot better for gas mileage than the V8. Oh yeah. Um. I literally almost did it. But <coughs> the the fact that I've never had a Ford make it over 200,000 miles drove me nuts. Oh. Every Ford I've owned has always died at like 150 or 175. <laughs> and with the prices that they have out there right now, uh, this is insane. I uh, I mean, I was lucky to find a 2011. Okay, that's 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 11 years old, people. And I'm paying almost $10,000 for it. That's insane. Yeah. This this world needs to come to an end. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um on that note, I guess I'm going to uh I'm going to lead us uh, into our first break. Okay. With... Something new? You know, you, you say it's a little bit loud. You might want to turn your ears down a little bit because I haven't changed my levels. And in...
2: uh, well, your voice is fine. The music, however, is so loud I have to take my earbuds out.
1: What this music?
2: I can hear it from out Ooh. here. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: movie ever <laughs> betcha Burke can name that tune in four notes Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay I've had enough fun with that hey today today ladies and gentlemen Scott had this brilliant idea after watching a bunch of Tim Burton movies to rank our top ten directors. Uh,
2: Correct? Yes, yes, you did.
1: Um, There we go. Uh, and, and Lone Wolf McQuaid's director did not make my list. What? I, I, I know. I know. The heck? <laughs> just, I don't think Burke can handle that.
2: I, I, I don't know what to do myself, man. I, 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 I've I kind of lost our respect for you.
1: Oh, listen to that, baby. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hey, this was... Uh, this was a lot harder than i thought it was gonna be
2: yeah I, I started getting into this and i'm like oh i should have this director on there i'm like nobody but this is my favorite it's not who like should be the best director and i was like once i put it in that mind frame i'm like oh this is much more fun but it was like it, it was it was tough i mean you, you i know you only have 10 i have Two honorable mentions that I just want to like pop real quick in there. So,
1: but yeah, you know, uh, and 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 that's fine. I, the <clears throat> the reason, <clears throat> sorry, the reason I didn't have uh, uh, any honorable mentions was because I it was hard enough to pick the directors that I picked, but I I felt it almost a disservice to honorably mention somebody like francis francis ford coppola i mean I, that's that's like saying oh you're just not good enough and and that's not it at all this no, list is the directors that i love love to watch their films
2: yeah and, no, and, that's a, i mean it's it's this is an opinion poll not this is i don't know i don't even know how it's right this is this is how i feel this is not like you know do I think Francis Ford Coppola is the best director in the world? He's one of them. Did he make my list? No. Yeah, yeah he's, he's you know. He's is he didn't... good? Yes. Do I do I appreciate him? Yeah, it's kind of like me and Scotch. Yeah. I know good Scotch when I taste it. I just don't like it, and it's that's me. I'm just a different breed that's of a, cat.
1: I, I uh, it yeah? was it was very hard to to go through there uh, go through. The list that I had, and and cut out people like that, but in the end, I have a different taste. Yeah, just just like Burke has. This is why I think this is going to be an interesting list because Burke's tastes are different than mine.
2: Now uh, I'd, I'd be willing to bet we've got. Uh, I'm going to say four minimum crossovers.
1: I was going to say half, but four, four sounds a little bit better. Okay. Um, okay, so with that, I have my notes on Google Drive because Burke's taught me that Google
2: Drive saves everyone's life. And, and you can look at it on your phone or at work or where. Yeah, it's just the poo. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: now, <clears throat> I would like to bring up the word of the day
1: uh oh wait when when did we start having a word of the day
2: just for this show oh. the word of the day is o tour did you come across that word in your looking up all these fine directors
1: um off the top of my head i don't remember it
2: okay Noun, a filmmaker whose personal influence and artistic control over a movie are so great that the filmmaker is regarded as the author of the movie. Ah. There are a couple auteurs, I would imagine, on both of our lists, but just keep that in mind. I do believe since
1: the majority of the directors that I have
2: were actually the writers of the movies well and that is something else also i i did kind of notice that like most of my picks were not only directors they were writers and producers and a lot of them did all three on a lot of their films so yeah
1: yeah so i i i think we're gonna have a little bit of crossover the auteurs I I definitely believe that almost every one of the directors that I've chosen would fall in that category. Would definitely fall in that category.
2: Um, All right. So, real quick, uh, just two runners up Uh, Frank Darabont, who was the director of uh, The Mist, uh, Walking Dead episodes, The Green Mile, and The Shawshank Redemption. Absolutely brilliant director, uh, and I doesn't have a. He only has eleven director credits to his name, although he was nominated for an Oscar three times. Um, And and just Shawshank is one of my absolute all time favorites, and I just I had to I had to give him a shout out because I love Shawshank. I'm like I love these looking up at the clouds at the you know stormy sky at the end, and I was like oh god I have to have him on there. And then the other guy, David Lean. Ever heard of him? No. Uh, great Expectations, Oliver Twist, Oh, The Bridge great. on the River Kwai, Great flick, Lawrence of Arabia, Okay, and another one of my absolute all time favorites, Doctor Zhivago.
1: Ah, that that's come up
2: before. Oh yeah, nineteen director credits, won two Oscars. So those are my shout out and Wes Anderson would probably be in there. Cause I just love his look and style and framing and, but anyway, okay. Two and a half. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, why
1: don't you start with your
2: number 10? My number 10 is kind of a relative newcomer. Um, and i'm going to butcher his name probably to death because i believe he's french uh denise villeneuve although he does have 23 director credits 11 writer and three producer credits uh, he did the movie Sicario, which had three oscar nominations and i'm going to bring up oscar nominations quite a bit on my list however comma possibly okay. one of my most favorite famous or favorite ones on this whole list has zero Oscar nominations. And yet I love his stuff to death. So it's it's a little bit of a metric, but not a hundred percent. So yeah, this guy did Sicario, which had three Oscar nominations, Blade Runner 2049, which had five nominations and two wins and Dune with 10 nominations and six wins. Um, i don't have a ton on this guy but he's got this he's got this weird way of making the audience confused anxious uncertain with his techniques of his filming um help present uncertainty and ambiguity ambiguity gracefully through the cinematic techniques of music cinematography storytelling editing color and vision i just I, yeah is obviously taken a lot of cues from some of the people that are going to show up in this list here because this stuff is beautiful. I mean, Sicario was a good-looking film. Blade Runner 2049 was gorgeous, and I felt really embraced the original Blade Runner, uh, at at least in the visual category, and the fact that you don't have to have dialogue to tell a story, and I think that's one of the themes with many of these directors here, if you're a good director, you can tell the story, you you could turn the sound off. Yeah. And know what's going on through what you're looking at, what the expressions on the faces of the actors are. You know, you don't have to listen to a film to get what's going on. And and that's one thing I think this guy kind of has down pat. I'm just dying to see the next dune film come out because I'm a big old dune so that's my number 10 okay
1: I'm looking because I thought one of the guys that maybe not maybe I'm smoking crack who knows who knows um,
2: maybe you just had some on your pizza Air crack pizza is pretty good
1: uh yeah, I don't think so.
2: Um <laughs> let's see here. It's a catch fire in the beat seven. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Savage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I swear I saw Blade Runner on one of my lists. But uh oh, um, it's it's, it's it going to show have, up in one of my lists. It may have uh I don't know. All right. So my number 10. Um I had to look this word up.
2: Apotheosis. I have heard that word. Forgive me. I do not recall what it means. Well, let
1: me tell you here. Uh, the next, or the number ten on my list, was born July twenty ninth, nineteen fifty three, in Brooklyn, New York. <clears throat> He is a celebrated American documentarian.
2: Oh wow. I, I did not have a documentarian on my list. He achieved his apotheosis
1: with the movie The Civil
2: War. And we all know between the two of us who's a big history buff around here. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. ain't me. I mean I it, like history, but not it, like you it, like it would definitely be me. It'd be you.
1: Um, this this person's name is Ken Burns, and Ken Burns has been a documentarian for years.
2: No, wait. But skinny skinny guy, dark hair.
1: Skinny guy, um, dark hair. Kind of yeah. tall.
2: I, I know this dude. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 I, I wouldn't say tall. He's only five foot seven. They actually. No, well, he just comes that. off that way. But he's <laughs> he's very skinny and um, very skinny. Looks very emaciated. Uh but yeah. here was the thing with the Civil War. You have a movie with some of the biggest actors in the world playing in it. Uh and when I say biggest actors in the world, I'm I'm not mixing words. This this movie had let me bring up my list here. Starring Sam Waterson Wait, wait, wait. Yes, this is it. Julie Julie Harris. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh Jason Robards. Oh well. Wow. Uh George Plimpton. <laughs> jeremy irons okay so so that was um the mini series oh. version of the okay. Civil
2: war uh he, which was uh, nineteen ninety so that was, was one of kind of his first gigs pretty much uh actually first big one
1: that was that was his first
2: big um
1: yeah, first big
2: show that that he did. Um later he has ranged all over the place with this stuff. This
1: Oh look, he did the documentary on Frank Lloyd Wright. Anyone who knows me knows that that is probably the the uh biggest architect in my in my book. I have every book Frank Lloyd Wright
2: ever wrote. You know we have a Frank Lloyd Wright house here in Canton, right?
1: Yes, you, you know that the only theater that he designed is right here in Dallas, and I've worked in it <laughs> many times. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he did. He, he did a lot of documentaries on on items around.
2: Uh, what is they call uh, New York? Uh yeah, um, Brooklyn Bridge, I saw on there somewhere. Yes. National Parks, baseball, Prohibition. Yeah. Uh he, Walden. Oh wow.
1: He did an entire mini series on baseball. The history of baseball. That lasted nineteen ninety four to two thousand ten. God damn. Yeah, no shitoli. Totally. Uh <laughs> uh okay so he he, um he was nominated for two oscars nice Uh, never won an oscar but won 47 other awards in his lifetime of of doing what he does um he he's just he, he, I met him at one of the uh Civil War reen, reenactments that, that really London did and he he is the type of director who who gets he just he gets into the project. He lives that project while he's doing it. And uh Uh, everything he's done has been golden as far as the documentaries go so there you go that is my number 10
2: that's a kick-ass pick there that 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 kudos on that one man i uh yeah i really liked him and uh i
1: I think he's i think he deserved to be on on uh on my top is to
2: be on a list yeah absolutely there you go. How about you, sir? My, my number nine. We've uh, we've talked about this guy just recently. It's Mr. Tim Burton.
1: Ooh, I do believe. Um, okay, I'm gonna he might be anything. on your top
2: ten list somewhere. He might be there. He might be there. Might um, be there. Um, Twenty-six producer credits, sixteen writer credits. Um, I, we we've talked. Uh, I don't have a ton about him because we did a whole big long show about. Mr. Burton and all his stuff. But you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice and Batman and Edward Scissorhands and Ed Woods, and Mars Attacks, and Sleepy Hollow, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now, I was, I, I love his, I love his whimsical style. I mean, like, even his live action movies look like a cartoon or a comic book. I dig that. I dig his aesthetic. Um, his stuff can get dark, and I really dig that. 'cause I love me some dark humor and whatnot. So no it's I, but the the
1: okay, something that we discussed when we did the Tim Burton thing was that that while he can get dark it it never goes into a place where it's
2: where it's horror. Yeah, it's know? not it's not totally scary without redemption. Right, Beetlejuice was brilliant.
1: What 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 a freaking brilliant oh, movie! Yeah. Still gave me
2: nightmares when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, there's some images that are just bloody frightening. But I mean, you know, the the ending is happy and and rainbows and whatnot. And yeah, no, it's it's all all's well that ends well. Um, Night, Nightmare Before Christmas was brilliant. Corpse Bride was brilliant. Yeah. Um, no, I, just, I I I. I love watching his movies. So he had to be on my list. So that's my number nine.
1: Well, I'm sure that we might have a little discussion about him a little bit later.
2: I figured that's why I didn't go too much into this one. He's, he's much more your favorite than mine. I I love him. He's on my list. He,
1: he's on on my list, but he is much higher. (laughs) Uh, number nine for me, uh, comes a gentleman born March 27, 1963, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. I had no clue about that. Um, Already then. I don't know why they give the height, but he's one. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Um, in January of 1992, he became a first-time writer-director. For the movie *Reservoir Dogs*, ah, uh. I am talking about the infamous Quentin Tarantino. There are lots of reasons to love Quentin Tarantino. Now, one of them is the fact that um, uh, *Kill Bill*. He 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 put Uma was it Uma Thurman in that? Yes, uh, yeah in a in a tight bodysuit and that just <laughs> I mean I I I, yeah, I I think the only other movie that she looked better in was The Producers but
2: that's you know he, he also shows up on my list uh, just a touch higher so uh Pulp Fiction oh, this God. this was the movie that
1: got me with with Quentin I was like this is freaking brilliant it was you you had to be I you hate had to pay to, attention and think, I hate to say this to people, but you actually have to be smart to understand the humor in pulp fiction, oh yeah, <laughs> you have to actually think, and the thing is is that he he's so good at masking it I mean he masks crazy as funny
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it it, it was I, I he was so good at working. Now John Travolta has been known as an actor that can be hard to work with sometimes. If he gets it into his head, he can be a hard
2: person. Just, well, it, it, but I mean, Quentin it was directly responsible for getting him back on the scene because he hadn't done shit for years. It was it was
1: incredible. I mean, the way that he got. Uh, who was the guy? Lawrence Fishburne, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. It wasn't. <laughs> Why do I always get those two mixed up? Um, just the the way that
2: that they they worked together was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was, that was a great pairing. Oh my and god.
1: If you ever saw any of the behind the scenes looks, Quentin Tarantino is really really big on, on discussions with his actors. He reminded me a lot of John Hughes. Hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff with John Hughes, he is, he is molding that actor into what he wants.
2: But telling him why, not just telling him, go do this. He's like, he's, this is, this is if you do this, this is going to do this and this and this, and it's all going to fall into place.
1: He's making him think. And I thought that that was a a, a wonderful thing. Um, let's see here: uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill One, Kill Bill Two. Um, Guest director on Sin City. Uh, w- another one of my favorite movies. Oh God, I love Sin City. Um, uh, Grindhouse, Inglorious Bastards, which is uh Inglorious Bastards, I think is his. The the um. Nah,
2: I'm 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 thinking Pulp Fiction is kind of his Purple Rain, but Inglorious Bastards is so good. Oh my gosh.
1: See, I I don't know. I don't know about that though. Uh Inglorious Bastards is just. Here's the thing. He wrote it, as well as directed it. So. I, I, you know, Brad Pitt is 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 an actor who who is who is extremely good
2: at what he does. Oh you're, yeah, you're gonna get a good.
1: You're gonna get uh, a quality
2: piece of performance out of this kid, no matter what. Right, but,
1: um, Eli Roth was just <laughs> he he was to die for. They, they it he was. Eli Roth played Sergeant Donnie Donowitz,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it was—he was, was just—he was funny. Oh yeah, that—he—he you—you could not. I—I I don't know how they wrote this stuff. Um. Because it—it it, it was just—it was beyond silly and funny, um, and and I actually loved that movie probably. Just as much as I loved, uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction was his 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 uh, his beginning of the fame, though. Um, Django was was.
2: That's a brutal movie. I like that
1: movie though. Uh, that there, there's yeah. Django Unchained. He wrote it. Um, I did not know this. But he wrote two episodes of CSI. Yes, I saw that, yeah. So I I just uh I, I really like loved him as a director. He has won two Oscars. He has been nominated two hundred and eighty six times for awards and won a hundred and seventy.
2: Yeah. And and let's just say he's the smartest man for bringing in Christoph Waltz into Inglorious Bastards he is one of the most terrifying villains without being overtly crazy he is just a scary individual in that film it's just it's terrifying to watch him which is i love that to death yeah he,
1: he the the character that he plays is Ugh. just is just ruthless. He he does not hold. Yeah, he does not give Psychotic. a crap about yeah, yeah. anyone.
2: Oh, guy's so good, and he's so, so. nice and warm and just Django Unchained. I don't get it. You know, it's like he's just he's <laughs> great acting and great directing. Let's, yeah, let's you know. So yeah, oh yeah, that's good all, stuff.
1: All right, sir, we are up to your number eight. <laughs>
2: Well, you know what we're going to do here in the near future, so we got to bring him up. Peter Jackson.
1: Somehow, I feel he is on my list somewhere. Okay, so maybe we're going to do more than five. (laughs) Uh, Peter Jackson. um, uh, Peter Jackson. Gosh. uh, Inventor of Weta Studios. Yes. Um,
2: Well, the co-creator, but yeah.
1: Well, okay, co- co-create. That's still he is yeah. one of the guys that created it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and anyone who doesn't know what Weta is, Weta actually was the first company to um, to special
2: f- effects for movie and television in
1: New Zealand, not, Zealand, right? Not just special effects. What it what it was was um computer. Aided graphics for movies. So, uh, Gollum.
2: Yeah, the forefather of Mocap.
1: Yeah. You know, he, he was. His studios, between them and Industrial Lights and Magic, those were the two groups that advanced computer generated graphics and computer generated images into the movies yep. and, and made them look real. You know, it, it, ILM was, was the first and Weta really took it over and made the graphics work. They were the first ones that got actors to act and then computer generate over them so that the characters actually looked like a human being moving.
2: And, and, and it was one of the first times that they were able to capture that and show it to the director in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that group did just some amazing stuff. And obviously, you know, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, Two Towers, Return of the King, King Kong, which I like that movie. I mean, I know it didn't do great, but I like that movie. Uh, the Three Hobbit movies. Uh, and he, actually, he just did um, The Beatles Get Back. Documentary. And uh, that was just a really kind of a cool mini series to watch, also. The- uh, he helped to write and produce all of those movies. So, this once yeah. again, we got the total tour thing going on. Um, now, it, one of the interesting things about him is that he wanted the highest quality movies and the lowest cost. So, when he made Lord of the Rings originally, somehow he talked. The studios into letting him film all three simultaneously this did a couple things um hollywood's regular practice is to shoot movies one trilogy one at a time minimizing the financial risk in case the first one flops but when he did all three simultaneously you didn't have to tear down and rebuild sets you didn't have the first movie coming out being hugely successful, and then the actors renegotiating the money, um, and, and they don't age either. Like you know, they all look this, you know, because this those three movies took place over a couple months of real of 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 time, and I know it took a couple years, but at least you know the actors aren't like aging horribly after a couple years waiting for the next film to come out. Um, Da 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 da. He managed. To, he kept the cost down. Take a guess as to the three movies: The Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and Return of the King. How much? How much do you think those three films cost? Oh, I, I couldn't even guess. A hundred million apiece. You're pretty close. Two hundred eighty million for all three movies. I mean, considering that today you could spend four hundred million on one. Back in the day, that was pretty darn. And he had all of those special effects to pay, like you know. So I mean, it was pretty amazing back in the day. Ah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, a Workshop, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, nah, he's my not, number eight, not, he had 29 producer, 20 writer credits, nine Oscar nominations, three wins.
1: I actually listened um, to an interview that he did uh, when he did Lord of the Rings, and and Warner Brothers at that time had not upgraded their uh their their intro logo and what, what no, it was New Line cinemas, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it yeah. It was yeah. New Line. New Line had not updated their intro uh, scene and Weta went and redid all of their graphics and didn't tell them and put it in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and they never noticed that all their graphics had been changed. Upgraded. Like, That's awesome. Wow, this looks really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, Peter Jackson will come up
2: again. Uh, alrighty So, so what is your number eight then? My number eight is
1: a gentleman. Born August 16th, 1954, in Capuscasing, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Uh, His nickname is Iron Jim. James Francis Cameron was born August 16th, 1954. In whatever capital of Ontario, Canada, <laughs> uh, everyone is going to remember James Cameron from Titanic. Yeah, but yeah. What what most people don't remember is that he uh, he started out with a a bunch of
2: different movies. Oh no, he started out with like a TV series. That was like a Hanna-Barbera, wasn't it? Xenogenesis
1: was a short made in 1978. Then his next movie that he directed was Piranha 2. <laughs> but where he hit his uh, his true, um, what do you call that? Uh, Epiphany? Stride? Yeah would be in 1984 with The Terminator. Yes, James Cameron is the director who directed
2: almost all of The Terminators. Yep. He's going to be on my list, too, just so you know.
1: (laughs) He directed one of my
2: favorite
1: outer space movies, Alien.
2: No, no, no aliens
1: aliens sorry 1986 aliens uh terminator 2
2: true lies
1: what i a, love that film that, that's a that is just a fun film to watch Earthship tv <laughs> which was a tv movie documentary okay. um he did avatar oh yeah and for all of those yes he he was he was Mr. Titanic. Um, yeah, well, I, apparently, Avatar three is in. Avatar two is in post production. Avatar three is in post production. Avatar four is filming. Avatar five is filming.
2: Mm-hmm. <coughs> I, I, a lot of avatars
1: coming out soon. I don't know how many. Blue people, we need to stare at, but we're going to. <laughs> this gentleman has won three Oscars, uh, and I do believe Titanic was the first. Yes, Titanic, best director, best picture, and best film editing.
2: Oh, well, Titanic had fourteen nominations and eleven wins total. Oh, they—they're only listing.
1: Best Film Editing, Best Director, and Best
2: Picture. Um, Avatar had nine nominations, three wins.
1: Oh, you see, that that's his three wins, though. That's his three. He, he won for Best Picture, he won for Best Director, and he won for Best Film Editing.
2: <coughs> okay. Actually, Terminator 2 Judgment Day had six nominations and four wins. Yes, but
1: that wasn't... James Cameron himself winning.
2: No, no, no. I'm just saying that the films. And I'm going off of like, if you direct a film and you have that much control, like James Cameron does, that kind of seeps into everything. Um, so, uh, you know, the film won that many Oscars, it probably no small part Ooh. to him. He won the Dallas Fort Worth Film Critics
1: Association Award for Titanic in 1998. There is no higher
2: honor in this land. Yeah, I I did not vote for him. (laughs) What about The Abyss? You didn't even mention that. I love The Abyss. The Abyss was not high on my list.
1: Really? Um, Yeah, it was not. Oh, God, I love that. Come on, listen to what I named off. I mean Avatar Titanic. Oh, he, he directed one episode of Dark Angel, which was a great yeah. that was a great yeah. TV series, everyone. <laughs> if you have not watched that, go go watch it. Uh he did he did the expedition of the Bismarck, which if if you don't know what James Cameron uh, became very important in the world of, of sea exploration with the Titanic movie. Mm-hmm. He gathered an entire group of people, a consortium to spend millions and millions of dollars to do underwater research trying to find the Titanic, trying to find the Bismarck you know all these things. so so yeah the, the abyss wasn't really on my list. But look at these documentaries that he did on finding the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's it, some cool stuff. He he's he's just a really really neat director, who I think um, who I think was was a, a kind of a visionary <clears throat> for for not just sci fi stuff, but but. The, the way that he recreated the Titanic was just insanely awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, all except for the fact that... What's-his-name dies? Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: He didn't have to.
1: It's he, bullshit. Uh, it was a bullshit story.
2: <laughs> All right. We're up to Burke's number seven. My number seven... And... Once again, I I, I looked at this guy and I'm like, I just like watching his films. I enjoy his stuff. I'm I'm putting him on here. Mr. Robert Zemeckis. He is not on my list. Oh, thank goodness. I think we're up to more than five at this point. So, Mr. Zemeckis has 33 director credits, one Oscar win, 53 producer credits, and 29 writer credits um uh, such movies as used cars romancing the stone and then you know you got back to the future 1 2 and 3 mhm those are just fun films uh who framed roger rabbit that really? is just a fun film
1: it, 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 he he has a very very keen comedic mind oh gosh yeah and Who Framed Roger Rabbit was just a blast of a film. Any, If you watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, every person that was on that film says they loved doing that <laughs> film.
2: Uh, Death Becomes Her. I love that film. I love, I love that, that film. film. Oh, my God, I love that film. And, and, uh, Forrest Gump, I mean, come on. Who doesn't know? Who hasn't heard of... Forrest Gump. Um, he also did Contact, which I have read that book by Carl Sagan. So I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did. I, I kind of liked it. Um, Castaway. Wait, who hated it? There are a lot of people that did not like Contact. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, like, yeah, it's a Zemeckis. He took some, every time Hollywood does a movie on a book, they're going to take a lot of, you know, well, that's not going to translate well into film. Let's change it. There's a lot of stuff changed, and that's okay. I still enjoyed that movie immensely. Um, Castaway, I mean, that is just a fantastic film from beginning to end. I mean, like, you feel like you are going down in an airplane in the ocean, and it is scary as hell. And I, I just, I love that film. And the Polar Express, I've not seen it all the way through. It's a family favorite of a bunch of people. I felt like I had to mention it. Um, and he was another one of those pioneers of like digital cinema and CGI. He really pushed um, getting that into movies. As a matter of fact, around the year 2000, he helped finance the Center for Digital Arts at the University of Southern California. That's how much this guy loves computer stuff in movies that he wants future people to get into it and do it and and improve it um, and this guy is all over the place I mean he, he, great range of stories great range of genres I mean I, I, those are all favorites films of mine so I, I had to put them on my list and there he is that's okay. my number seven Okay,
1: we've got two minutes and 50 seconds to make it through my number six and your number six. Are you ready for my number six? Yes. Oh, shit, I'm on number seven. Oh, we're You're gonna... on number seven. Do your seven. Yeah, we're going to have to break here soon. <laughs> um, do you remember us talking about a movie called Alien?
2: Yes. You thought and that you, somebody you else said,
1: did it. <laughs> you said, no, that's Aliens. Well, Alien is on my list, and is one of the movies from this gentleman, born 1937, November 30th, in South Shields County, Durham, England. He also, remember me saying... Think I heard Blade Runner somewhere <laughs> in my list somewhere. <laughs>
2: uh
1: yeah, Blade Runner Black Rain, one of my all-time favorite movies.
2: I've never seen it or heard of it. You 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 whoa,
1: hold on here. You've got to be kidding me. You've not Okay, Michael- we we've gone
2: back and forth with the I can't believe you not seen that before. So don't don't Mike- judge me. Michael
1: Douglas uh-huh. plays a New York City cop,
2: yeah,
1: and he were. he arrests a yakuza member and must escort him back to Japan, where he's being extradited to. Uh, it is it is just uh, Andy Garcia is in it, uh, Ken Takakura is in it, um, and yeah. Michael Douglas and it's just it's it's brilliant they end up killing his his partner and it's uh, he he goes basically into the underground in Japan to to make sure that his man gets huh. uh gets turned in and and I mean this is one of those movies where where honor is 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 incredibly important like they they Cut a guy's finger off just because he didn't fulfill his, his prophecy. His obligation. His, his obligations, Anyways, that's just part of what Sir Ridley Scott has done. He's very <clears> high <throat> up on my list, just so you know. Um, Scott wanted to join the Royal Army. His elder brother Frank had already joined. That was my timer saying. I yeah, yeah, uh, I heard it. Hey, time uh, break. Yeah, it's been forty-five minutes. You need to shut the fuck up. And <laughs> but I, I'm go- I'm gonna finish my Ridley Scott stuff. You uh, go for it. In 1962, he joined the BBC as a trainee <laughs> in set design. Ah, uh, like, yeah, nice he that. started as a set designer and uh moved up through the bbc to um to become uh, not only a a director well he did editing for a while um he formed a company called ridley scott associates who Mm -hmm. uh became a a production company basically uh he formed that with his younger brother tony scott uh, you might hear about him later on, too. <laughs> <clears throat> Blade Runner, 1982. This yeah. was my first introduction to Ridley Scott. Oh, uh, wow.
2: And yeah. I'd seen Alien in the movie theater originally. You see, I wasn't allowed to see Alien. Yeah. So,
1: so I, didn't, I didn't get to see it. But I was in high school... And uh, my, I was what was what I was taking a course. It it was it was through the English department, but it was all about films, and and how to relate to different films. Blade Runner was actually one of the films that we were told to watch. We we watched Blade Runner. We watched Westworld with Joel Brenner. Um, yeah, (laughs) you know, we, and and Brolin the senior. (laughs) and, And, and the thing is, is that we watched all these movies to, to learn how to discuss and critique different movies. So we would watch the movies in school and then we would do speeches on, on our critique of the movie. And Ridley Scott just, just absolutely blew my mind with Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Uh, in in 2003, the Queen awarded a knighthood to Ridley Scott. He became a sir.
2: Sir. Uh, it's not as good as being a baron or a lord, but it's pretty up there. You know, is he's almost as high as we are, but not quite. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Plus, he's not a reverend. Yeah, I was going to say Reverend Lord Petty <sighs> Officer Count Scott Davis, Lord
1: of Kerry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What 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 else is there? Gladiator Black Hawk Down? Uh, black hawk down what a great film
2: uh, it's not one that i've seen all the way through um but I, think I probably it, should
1: i think it would be hard for you to watch because of the fact that um uh well it, it interests me because i'm ex-military yeah uh i don't think that it would interest you that much um Oh, I do have to say this. The success of Star Wars in 1977 inspired Scott's interest in making science fiction. And he accepted the offer to direct Dan O'Bannon's, O'Bannon's low-budget science fiction horror movie Alien. <laughs> uh, I, 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 really, I really don't know what else to say about this man. I I got a little bit more to say later on, so it's all good. Oh, then I'm going to hold off on that. And guess what? Guess what time it is. It's time to take a break. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah, yes. Um, Where where am I going to? What am I going to? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that one. We'll do that one right there. Ah. Ah. Thank All my life been hustling, and tonight is my appraisal.
2: Cause I'm a hooker
1: selling songs, and my pimps are record label. This world is full of demon stocks and bonds and Bible traders. So I do the deed, get up and leave a climber and a this, Yeah. Are you
2: ready for the sequel? We'll be right back, guys. See you soon.
1: Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast.